0: Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. It's the big show, Rustic and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The bottom of the hour, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeters, Dave Dickinson, will join us. We'll also play Impossible Flames trivia at around 745. Your chance to win a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag. We're also giving away VIP tickets to Cowboys Music Festival on Sunday, July 16th. You'll see Ice Cube, Steve Aoki, and 24K Golden. Nine sixty nine, sixty name and location. Sell us on the Tyler Toffoli deal or tell us why you hate it. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location but right now in the atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline stanley cup champion the co-host of real kipper and born over on sportsnet 590 the fan in toronto we say good morning to nick kiprios hey kipper how are you i'm good guys how are you we're good your initial thoughts when you heard about the tyler to foley deal
1: um well my first initial thoughts is good on Craig Conroy for looking after it, uh, you know, quickly and abruptly. Um, You know, this is uh, one of those situations where you don't necessarily want it to linger and um, be in a position where people are scratching their heads going, what's going on, what's happening to our team, nobody wants to play here. And I think it's clear. It was clear from his press conference. Uh, we only want people here that want to play and be a part of it. Um, and if that's the case, then good on him. And you just hope that uh, you know the asset uh, in uh, Sharon Govich comes in. And, you know, he's much younger. Uh, he's controlled as an RFA. Uh, he's ready to go to another level, and uh, and Calgary can benefit.
0: How tough is it to make a trade in that situation, Kipper, for Craig Conroy when the entire league knows that Toffoli doesn't want to stay here long-term? Yeah,
1: it's not great. There's no question that uh, uh, it puts you uh, behind the eight ball. And it is is, uh, not in a position of strength. It's one of rather weakness, but you make uh, the best out of a, a, a bad situation. And in this case... Um, we're just going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, he's a big kid. He's strong. He's shown the ability to put the puck in the net. Consistency might be an issue. Uh, but if he's, you know, ready to go to another level, uh, you know, it, it could turn out uh, well. Now, uh, I did read Toffoli's comments about, uh, you know, the lack of uh Love that he was shown towards a a new deal, and that's his right for sure. Uh, You know, we know this time of year, it's tremendous posturing by the players. Uh, They're dealing with a cap. They're going to use every ounce of uh, advantage that they can. He played his cards, and now he's a member of New Jersey Devils, and we'll see where that goes on on the long-term extension for him.
2: Uh, do you feel like this kind of waiting for other players to make their decision that that's kind of something that you know guys like Tyler Toffoli we talk about kind of those middle players getting squeezed and this just feels like another example of that
3: well
1: there's he's he's a little above a middle player here uh you know he's he still value as a as a 30 goal scorer and that's that's big. That's important. Uh, you know, not everybody's scoring 50 and 60, so those guys are are really valuable. And, uh, you know, he's got prime years in the next maybe two years at the most. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's 30 now. So he's got to max out his value. He's got to max out uh, what he can bring to the table. And first and foremost, that's putting a puck in the net. And, uh time these guys are now in a position of strength with uh, unrestricted free agency and it goes back to the salary era where it dropped significantly uh at, uh at 27 if uh if you're if you start your career at 18 i mean it's huge it's mm-hmm. it's one of the only true chips the players have to c- control you know whatever whatever they have in their careers and Toffoli used it to his advantage and I think New Jersey doesn't make that deal without uh, knowing that uh, he'd be in a position to sign a long-term deal and if that number hasn't been talked about or negotiated by now then uh, then New Jersey and Toffoli haven't done a very good job so I think it's only a matter of time before you hear Toffoli on the, on a brand new
2: contract. You had mentioned earlier it was good for Craig Conroy to get out in front of it and make this deal. How important do you think that is? Knowing that you know we got the, the draft coming up tonight, and they've got maybe some deals for Hannifin and maybe Lindholm and maybe Backlund and maybe Zadorov, and the list goes on. How important was it to kind of get this plate off your table?
1: Well, I think it, uh, it, it's it's good. It's good for the, the sole purpose that, uh, you know, Craig gets to, to, to back up his words of we'll only want to deal with guys that want to be here. So, you know, in saying that, you, you can't force yourself into bad deals or something that isn't there. Um, and I don't know where they are moving forward. It's it's hard to get deals done. It still is. Uh, we've seen an abundance of them, um, but, you know, they're, they're GMs and Teams are working really hard, uh, and and some have been in a situation where they just settle. I don't know where Craig is in terms of the value that he's looking for moving forward. Again, you just can't make a trade for the sake of making it. It has to make sense. It has to fit into the big picture of what Craig Conroy wants moving forward. Um, And if there isn't a deal yet for those other players, he's just going to have to Buy some time here. You you gotta you gotta be in a situation still where you think you're 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 getting value, and you know if if it means taking a lesser player that people don't necessarily know of, I, I don't know how it's going to sit. You know, like it's okay to get maybe a, a, a few deals here and there, but you know, moving a Lindholm or a Hannafin for for a, a relatively unknown prospect. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that that's the case necessarily with Sharon uh, Sharon, uh, 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 Sharon, uh, Sharon Govich is that it? Sharon Govich? Yep. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure if if a few more of, of those type of players at age 23 24 necessarily will sit well uh, with Calgary Flame fans who have to fill a building and, and move forward so I don't know. I don't know how big of a name uh, Craig may be looking for to come back. If in fact, you know, players like Lindholm or Ennafin are on the move.
0: Nick, does it feel like it just it's it's inevitable in a matter of time before Conroy and True Living get together on a deal here?
1: Uh generally that that stuff does happen for sure. Uh, it's been interesting here in Toronto with. Uh, you know, even Lou Lamarillo, uh and the Leafs after he parted ways, but uh, they, they would know uh, they would know players well, uh, no question, and uh, maybe that's an easier fit to have conversations. But again, when when you're dealing with strengths like Toffoli, looking at UFA and Hannafin and Lindholm, uh, they're gonna wanna. They're going to want to play, stay in Canada. They're going to want to play in Toronto. I, I don't know where that sits with uh, with any of these players. And, uh, you know, before before Craig Conroy and, and Brad Living can have that conversation, I think it would be abundantly clear from the agents that uh, uh, that there's nothing to talk about, you know, for Hannafin. Does he want to go back to the U.S. south of the border? Matthew Kachuk uh, started a trend here. And we'll see where Hannifin uh, falls into that that slot.
2: Nick, one of the big deals we saw yesterday, and there were several of them. The biggest one would have been Pierre Luc Dubois going down to the LA Kings. Did you like the return that the Winnipeg Jets got for Pierre Luc Dubois?
1: I did. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know they're they're good players. They're not stars, but they're they're solid contributors and. Uh, at least they got some value back. This guy was going to be a UFA at at the end of the year. Uh, There was a chance that Winnipeg, you know, could get nothing for him if they, if they sat. Montreal was not in a situation to send young players or prospects uh, or or roster players. Montreal was not in a position to win now. So why do you want to give up something to race for, to, to get a player? So, I thought Winnipeg did real well here for for an asset that you knew had no interest in return.
2: Do you think that you know? has got one more year left on his deal. Deneau signed as a free agent just a couple years back. Now it's an eight-year deal for Pierre Luc Dubois. Feels like a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Obviously, it's great to have three centermen, but I kind of start you know rationing out the ice time, and all of a sudden, your fourth line center is going to be playing like six or seven minutes. Do you wonder if there's going to be like battling for kind of ice time? There is this only a one-year thing. Can this go on forever? What does this mean for the No, no, the no. It,
0: it,
1: I really, uh, I really believe that this Bouchard's last season in L.A., and I think that's a uh, a major reason. I, I I heard he was contemplating on on going back home after the year. So I I you know everybody has the right to change their mind. For sure, um, but I don't. I don't believe that they make this move uh, without having some idea of of what Kopitar's uh, future could look like. So maybe it's uh, one heck of an insurance policy. Let's just say that. Um, if in fact uh, Kopitar decides to stay, um, it would be for much less than the ten million dollars he's making now. So you know, we'll see where it plays out, but. Luke luc Dubois can help them win now, and I think the focus is for L.A. to compete for a Stanley Cup like uh, like Vegas did. Uh, they felt they feel like they're knocking on the door. We'll see where they stand uh, in net by the fall, but this is a team that thinks that they can challenge Vegas next year.
0: Nick Kiprios, co-host of Real Kipper and born over on Sportsnet 590, the fans, Stanley Cup champion, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Our Guest Hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960. The fan. Um, Kipper, is the Pacific division now the best division in hockey? Uh,
1: hey, listen, they're, if not, they're the biggest and the strongest. How about that? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, a team like Vegas has set the standard, uh, you know, in, in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about skill, skill, skill. And there's no question that, uh, you know, that's important. But, you know, putting the puck in a corner and having two guys fight for it and seeing who comes out of the top is uh, is an, uh, an analytic stat that, uh, you know, you can't really measure. So someone's heart. Uh, but uh, big and strong rules once again in our game.
2: Wanted to ask you about the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, they obviously pivot from Dubois. They get Alex Newhook. They traded the 31st overall and 37th overall picks in the draft to bring in the younger centerman. This feels like it fits Montreal a lot better than Pierre-Luc Dubois. They had to give up a lot to get Alex Newhook once again, but do you like this fit for Montreal a little bit more than if they had gone the Dubois route?
1: Well, Dubois is older and, and Newhook uh, totally fits in a lot more as an age group guy with Cole Caulfield and you know even Suzuki and you know, the timing just wasn't right for, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois in Montreal. He, he, No question, you know, even from two years ago, people were saying that that's my dream. He was telling people, that's my dream, to be a Montreal Canadian. I, be, I think, but uh, when push came to shove and, you know, L.A. was out there, L.A. presented themselves, L.A. presented a chance to win now, It kind of trumped everything that the Canadians could offer Pierre Luc Dubois, so they pivoted, you know, with an uh, Alex Newhook. I like Alex Newhook. He was kind of drawn into that uh, scenario in Colorado. Once Kadri left, he was kind of forced in there to be a guy that could potentially pick up that slack. It never happened. Uh, We'll see where his development goes you know, in the first few months in Montreal. I just don't like guys that he's a, another 5'10 player, to be honest with you. We just spoke moments ago about big and strong wins, and, you know, like 5'10. Uh, doesn't appear that Montreal's going to run anybody over next season.
2: Hmm. I wanted to ask you about net-minding in New Jersey. They trade away Mackenzie Blackwood yesterday. This is a team that's still trying to sign Timo Meyer, and once they do that and fill out their roster... You know, maybe they'll have 3 or $4 million in cap space left. Is this team just missing a goaltender, and then that'll kind of vault them into that next category yeah. for you?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we just spoke of Toffoli going there and, and adding uh, some punch into their lineup. And, yeah, it just seems like the one thing that uh, may be missing. And, you know, they're not the only team that uh, – struggling in, in net, but, uh, yeah, I like Jersey a, a lot. And, you know, the development of Hisher and of course, uh, Hughes going to another level. Uh, the, the blue line is, is big and strong, but, uh, you know, I think Fitzgerald's done a heck of a job. If I'm from if I'm the Rangers and the Islanders, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, New Jersey's getting a leg up on me moving forward here. But, yeah, I think they're going to be a, a team in the next two or three years that uh, will put themselves in a position to to compete in the East for sure.
0: Um, Nick, uh, are you expecting, are you hearing anything uh, in the in the draft tonight that potentially teams could move up here, move down? Do you expect a lot of player movement or picks being traded tonight?
1: Yeah, I do, and this just kind of speaks overall to the pressure that GMs are having to, you know, uh, unclog a, a dam right now in their salary cap, and we've already seen what extent that uh, teams will go to, to to move players out, and you know, even through a pandemic. You know, it was very rare that teams would start conversations with, I'll, I'll pick up 50% of his contract, mm. and boom, snap of a finger, we're going into this week, and it's like, A's 50%, you know, off. Ryan Johansson, 50% off. I mean, that's the start now of conversation. So, yeah, I, I expect a ton, and I expect uh, – you know, to it include uh, maybe moving up or down in the draft. Uh, the next one will be Carlson coming off of uh, his Norris Trophy win, and how much San Jose is willing to eat that one because there would be tremendous uh, interest for sure from a, a lot of clubs if if you get that salary down to a realistic number.
0: Um, I saw it on social media. I kind of snickered uh, yesterday. Is there any chance in hell the Leafs get Eric Carlson?
1: Well, again, yeah, uh, the answer is how much is San Jose willing to eat off of that deal. But I think if you get him in that uh, seven range, seven-and-a-half range, then that could bring a lot of teams in play, including the Leafs and uh that would have to come with the thought that uh, you're you're trading away Willie Nylander's ability to re-sign. But, you know, how much offense will be missing if you add a 100-point defenseman Mm -hmm. uh, compared to his 40 goals as a forward? So it sounds like, uh, you know, that that could put the Leafs a little bit up front because it uh, balances out – roster a lot more but like I said the key is that you're going to have to bring his salary significantly down in order to do that so you know maybe it's not 50% maybe it's 40% but once you're into that position where San Jose's committed to eating 40 more years of it then yes to answer your question that, that brings mm-hmm. Toronto into play
0: um, should be a fun uh, week ahead uh, in the NHL, Kipper, uh, the co-host, Real Kipper, and born over yeah. at Sportsnet 590, the fans, Stanley Cup champion. Always fun to catch up with you, Nicholas. let do it next week. Thanks for this, pal. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. There he is in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery. Call 403 248 44 um the latest 32 thoughts dropped this morning uh during our show and uh elliot friedman had something interesting to say about uh the calgary flames uh do we want to play that clip right now maddie
2: not sure how busy they're going to be for the rest of the week i think there's interest in zadorov i've heard like hannafin isn't anywhere imminent of going anywhere and i've heard that you know linholm they're still trying to sign him they are still working at signing him and look What did Dubois just sign for? 8.5. So, you know, that's the market, right? If not more. So I think they're working their way through it now. I I don't know that they're going to make any more moves. I think the one thing Conroy is determined is not to rush. I think they like this player, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised, like like Chris Snow and his analytics there, I wouldn't be surprised if he pushed Sharon Govich on them. Hmm.
0: Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, surprise, disappointed because I know you want the Flames to get uh, maybe one or two picks uh, in this first round of the draft tonight.
2: Yeah, maybe a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, things like, could obviously change any minute. Well, we understand yeah, that too. Things could change. Sure, that's that's one big thing, hundred percent. But the other thing here is okay. What do teams want? So at thirty-two, you've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Do they want to actually make that pick? Because like they probably want to get a prospect eventually. Colorado just picked up the 31st overall pick from the Habs. I assume they want to make that selection. Carolina at 30 is a very interesting kind of spot there. St. Louis at 29 is intriguing. feel like the Leafs are going to make their pick at 28 once they traded to get it. The Avalanche have another selection at 27. So maybe one of those two are in play. Like You can get down to the bottom of the draft here. But at that point, you're looking at teams that, do they have the cap room? Do you have what they're actually looking for at this point? It becomes difficult. I just wonder how many first-round picks are actually going to be in play today.
0: Hmm. Should be a fascinating day. Uh, All looking forward to more trades and more deals, potentially as the first round in the NHL draft goes down tonight on Sportsnet. Watch it at Four thirty. All right. Straight ahead. Uh, The head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, is going to join us, and we'll wrap up the hour. We'll play some Impossible Flames trivia, brought to you by V.K. Bruco. We'll do that next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty The Fan. The top of the hour, the franchise, Eric Francis, Flames analyst and host of the Eric Francis show on Sportsnet 960. The fan, fresh, freshly back from Ireland, I believe. Maybe they got I Aaron
2: Vickers. So. I hope so.
0: Yeah. Flames writer, Flames talk, co-host, NHL.com will join us at 830. We're also playing Impossible Flames trivia in about 13 or 14 minutes or so. Your chance to win a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag from VK Bruco, but joining us on the line right now he is the head coach and general manager of your calgary stampeders we say good morning to dave Dickinson. and dave how are you
4: i'm good guys thanks for having me on
0: uh dave we know that uh super busy for you uh the season's well underway but i have to ask you your thoughts on the tyler to foley trade
4: <laughs> i know i gotta see we get stamps and i get some flame scoop every <laughs> week you know i i just Know what I read. You know, I do like him a lot. I, I don't know him personally. Uh, I used to sneak into like the dressing room a little bit when my son was younger. I could meet the guys, and one of the guys I thought was super, just outgoing and just just really took to me. And and the son was was Kachuk, and I I know that hurt when the Flames lost him, but I could tell he's a super big football fan, and and I feel like the Foley's a a good piece. So I'm glad that uh, they were able to get a, a young guy back, but. You know, I do feel like he uh, he made the Flames better. So it is what it is, right? When things change, they change. But uh, you know, I I felt like he's a good player.
0: Um, Dave, obviously being a head coach and now a general manager of the Stampeders, Toffoli was a guy who played with a little bit of snarl. How much do you look for in players who have that? You know, they play on the edge a little bit, sometimes go over the edge, but have that in their game. Is that something you really look for?
4: Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, he's just a sniper, too. Like, uh, you know, there's certain guys that make the play when, when it comes to him. And, you know, you see a lot of other guys that uh, maybe the opportunity is there and they just don't finish. And I don't know if he's considered considering you know, my generation of watching guys that maybe like that, maybe like Luke Robitaille, just doesn't skate overly well, but just finds a way to to find the open ice. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then when he gets his opportunity, it's in the goal. Uh, But I like him. I mean, I don't know him at all, but I definitely, when he came here, I think he he was a guy that uh, found the back of the net. And to me, that's how you win games. So it'll be interesting to see how they they mix and match. Um, Seemed like a guy that worked extremely hard and had that competitive fire and sure he'll do well in Jersey.
2: Dave, the draft is tonight for the NHL. You got heaps of players on your team that you recently drafted that are going to have to uh, maybe play some big roles for your group. Uh, Last week, a tough loss to the Riders, double overtime. I guess now you've had a chance to just go over the film and kind of have a few days to sit with this one. Uh, What are your opinions on how your team played and and the result against Saskatchewan?
4: It was tough. It was a tough one to – I mean, you wanted to watch it because you wanted to see what kind of went wrong and where we had our chances, and it was – the guys i could sense it was it was a big it was a big body blow um even when they came into the meeting you can tell losses hurt but a double overtime loss definitely hurts uh, a little bit more and you know i do feel like uh we probably you know we kept fighting and got back in and, and it would have been a huge win let's just put it that way it would have been a, a nice way to go into our bye, but also uh you kind of show the guys there's Some of the work we're doing is paying off, but it didn't happen, so we gotta we gotta regroup, and uh, we did have some more injuries, which is very very unfortunate. But uh, uh, we gotta we gotta rally, and we gotta find a way to 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 win that game next time.
2: Uh, I do want to ask you about the injury in a second here to Malik Henry, but first a thought on Jake Mayer, who uh, had the unfortunate interception in. That ended the game there. What's kind of the message to him going into the bye week? Because things are probably going to get harder before they get easier.
4: Yeah, we didn't protect him very well, to be honest. Uh, uh, you know, later in the game, I I saw some free guys coming at him, and, and uh, you know, it's one thing uh, you know to get hit here with a smaller guy when a defensive lineman is is kind of we mess up a protection, gets a free run at you, and you take that hit. It, it does affect you. I'm fine with his decision. You know, he did a good job moving in and out of pocket. He moved out. The guy made a kind of, we call it scramble rules. He just ad-libs, goes over. He's open, but in professional football and probably professional sports, you know, the degree of open is certainly uh, debatable. And, you know, if you're in that situation, I think Jake would say just, Hey, let's, let's miss long. Let's miss where our guy catches or nobody does. And he just under threw it. And, you know, I believe it will recover. It's just one play. Uh, you know, in five weeks, uh, I don't think a lot of people will remember that just one yeah. play. If we come out and do, do uh, find ways to win. Uh, so it it's sports. It's just so week to week. It's so hard because when you do lose, it's it really does, it really does sit with you and, and affect you. And yet you got to get ready to play the next week because you you gotta you're gonna have a game and you gotta be ready to go. You win that game, you feel good about yourself and you move forward.
2: Was kind of part of that gut punch that you mentioned, that body shot coming in the next day around the fact that, you know, the team was aware that one of your star receivers, one of the more well-liked guys in Malik Henry did rupture his Achilles in kind of a non-contact situation. And unfortunately we'll see his season come to an end. Did that kind of hang over everybody as well?
4: Oh, yeah, it does. These injuries, you know, you certainly guys get hurt, but when you talk season ending, uh, and, and like you say, a young player, and I think one of our most exciting players, uh, mm-hmm. definitely our most dynamic receiver. Uh, you know, but you, you understand that as an offense, you're trying to, you know, everyone buy in one-twelfth, one-twelfth, one-twelfth. But you do need guys that are kind of like maybe like what I consider you can't cover one-on-one or you go play one-on-one football, they're going to win their majority of the the battles. And that's what he is. He's a guy that, uh, you know, is scary. He's, he's got speed, twitch, good hands, and now it figured out our system. So big loss. We're going to try to find some other pieces and, and, uh, and, and, still gel, but uh, certainly it was a big loss.
2: Now, Is this kind of one of those instances where, you know, your GM and head coach in the first year holding both those titles? Is this the week where, you know, usually maybe you do a little bit more game planning, getting ready for the week five against the Bombers. But it feels like now you almost have to do some GM work and maybe try and get some more bodies in here to kind of help with those skill positions on offense with all the injuries piling up here with Reggie and Kadim also on the six game injured list.
4: Yeah, for sure. And we've made lots of calls. We've called GMs. We've called players, uh, agents, uh, called guys that we've that we released out of camp that I thought uh, also played well enough to make our team. Just the numbers didn't fit. Um, I think we're, we're progressing. We're not there yet. We're not. We haven't really got the guy signed. We're progressing down the road. You know, trade wise is very it's very hard right now because we're in a bit of a desperation mode where a lot of other teams aren't. And when you trade, when you're I mean certainly in a big knee position, the I don't believe you can get as good a trade as you want. So uh and teams know that. And they know they they know Malik Blue is Achilles as well. So it's it's certainly uh uh new for me, but I'm I'm at it. I'm um, me and Brendan Mahoney and Cole Huffnagel are are uh constantly talking about scenarios, salary cap and, and where we're at. So uh I would expect some new bodies, some new blood coming in uh towards the end of this week.
0: Dave Dickinson, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Park, as Top Line Big Show, Russick and Rose. 960, the fan, uh, Renee Perez kicked his 500th career field goal against the Riders, 10th all-time in CFL scoring, 8th and made field goals. Not bad for a rookie firefighter, eh, Dave?
4: Yeah, undrafted. It got cut. Nobody wanted him. I mean, the only reason he made our team is we brought him in on a tryout because we had injuries. I mean, crazy. And, uh, you know, um probably best, you know, the guy when I look at it that had, you know, look at that game, he did everything he could to get help us win. He kicked off well and we got him in that position. Now, I have to admit it was a nice, nice little we call it a three minute drive, it was like a one minute drive. Jake got hurt, Tommy came in, we still execute, we managed the clock, got him in position and the ball the ball carries in Calgary. I mean, I think Renee loves kicking in Calgary. That ball seems to <laughs> carry a bit and uh, 53, fifty three, fifty four yarder though, it's kind of a is a stretch, but he 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 made it by three, four, five yards. Even so, adrenaline generally uh, kicked in, and that was a big kick for it. Didn't make it count, but gave us a chance.
2: Coach, I, I just want to ask you because we hear it all the time: players who, yeah, they bounced around, they got cut, and then eventually they made it, and they end up having careers like Renee, where you know he's going to go down in history as one of the greatest kickers to ever play the game. What happens at the early part of that career where guys just maybe aren't seen? the raw talent there or whatever it is. How does that happen where a guy like him just can't get his career under his feet and then as soon as he does, it just takes off?
4: Well the big thing for Renee is he doesn't quit working and improving. I mean most guys, you know, when they come in if you're if you're as good as you're ever going to be when you come in, you're not gonna be very good. You gotta keep improving and I mean he I didn't know a lot about him coming out of college and at that time to be honest, people don't weren't scouting as well as they do now. Uh, they don't look at the whole picture as much. We don't. Have, we have better tools to scout players, um, but he flew under the radar. But he, he's a smaller guy. But his leg strength uh, has increased as he's gotten year to year, and that's something that uh, is a tribute to his work ethic. So, and to be honest, his mindset is so. His mind is strong. His body's strong. But he's a, he's a clutch, clutch person, clutch player, and that's something you can't see on film. You have to get into the situation and do it. And, uh, you know that's that's why he's he's one of the best,
2: coach. Your next game is going to be against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Week Five. They took a loss against BC this past week. What are you looking at from Winnipeg early on in the season here as uh, your next opponent?
4: Well, we we always have this happen when we uh, when Stampede rolls into town. We we usually go out of town, and so we're going to be out of sight, out of mind for a bit. Um, I wanted to commend our fans but I thought we had a great crowd. I thought uh, it was a fun atmosphere. Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of a green and red in there, but uh, I thought it was a great atmosphere. Winnipeg's another team, great atmosphere. So we always enjoy going on the road to play Winnipeg, even though it's a tough, tough challenge. We haven't won recently, but it's it's going to be another great atmosphere. It's a great CFL game, and um, you know we're going to have to go in there and fight. They're they're gonna have a physical group that's uh, has won a lot of games at home. They they did take a shot themselves at home and. They're going to be alley. They're going to be ready to go to their next opponent. We'll watch it and we'll study them. And we got to go committed to to going in there and getting a win.
0: Dave Dickinson is the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. He's also the general manager. Dave, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Best of luck.
4: All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take care. There he is
0: on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Dave Dickinson, 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner, at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. Are Lots you of, for our next segment?
2: Uh, uh, I am excited for our next segment, very much so. But I was just going to say, like, there's a lot of movement in our CFL Fantasy Draft this week. Like, th- only three games. We got injuries uh, piling up across the league. We I got trades I'm, all over the place. I think
3: I might have to run with a, an empty spot on the starting lineup this oh, week. really? It's like, ooh. It's yeah, yeah.
2: Benders on the buy and is being very coy about trading away any of his players, which I don't like. <laughs> I uh I was very pleased
0: uh with my convincing victory last week. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, we're all impressed. Very pleased.
2: Yeah, good job. Hundred points. We're all impressed. Who got fleeced um, more? Team op or are the flames
3: in this default trade? Because I made a trade with Dumar. <laughs> Hey, I man, think we uh, came out all right. That's but. a desperate trade for me. I think you guys made out all right. Yeah, all right, I, th- all right. I think
2: you guys actually made out really good. Like you get a
3: start, t- well, a starting running back right now. Mm-hmm. Two starting yeah. running
2: back. It was Kevin Brown, Kadim Carey, and Drew Wolitarski for Chad Kelly, Frankie Hickson, and five bucks. Yeah, yeah, like, we had a lot of leverage. <laughs> yeah,
3: needed yeah. a quarterback because uh, my uh, my wish of Taylor Cornelius being good this year. Didn't mm. take no. <laughs>
0: He's my Kirsten favorite still, quarterback name in the CFL. Taylor, Taylor Cornelius? Cornelius. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, That's great. Yeah. What do we have? Tyree Adams, Vernon Adams Jr., Jake Mayer, Cody Fajardo, Trevor Harris, man, Zach Kolaros. Zach Kolaros. Jake Mayer, Chad Kelly. Yeah. No. And you guys and you guys. And Levi you guys Mitchell smirked. when, <laughs> I, when I Drafted
0: Cody Fajardo. You guys
2: smirked oh, a little
3: Hey, yeah, he's looking good, man. They're the only unbeaten. Yeah, know, well, BC's hey, listen, unbeaten, but they're unbeaten
2: in the East, too. He's no Vernon Adams Jr., but he's fine. Or okay, right. Vernon Adams okay. is MOP right now. Yeah, let's go. That's why I drafted him <laughs> early on. Let's go. All right. That's all a right. lot of CFL right. fantasy <laughs> draft talk idea. for you. There you go. It's a lot. <laughs> I love it.
0: It's back, baby. Hell yeah. It's back. What's back? Uh, Impossible Flames Trivia. Uh, it's brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Inhills Vake Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Hit it GVP. Get your
1: thinking cap ready because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's impossible flames trivia question.
0: Oh hi friends! This is how it works. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you have to figure out what the connection is between the three.
2: Okay. Very simple.
0: Um, you, you give us your guest. Guest. guess. <laughs> I'm struggling today. 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Struggling. I want to kiss you. 960, 960, <laughs> name and location on Impossible Flames Trivia today. I've texted... Mr. Patrick Dumas, the answer. Okay, Patrick, how impossible is today's question?
2: You got to turn on your mic. Oh yeah, it's going to be pretty tough, I think.
0: Well, it's not easy for no, trivia. No, it's, it's not it's easy. Impossible? Do you, you think
2: it's going to be impossible?
0: It might be impossible. Okay, good. All
2: right, let's. Are you are you ready for the clues, I, Maddie? I'm waiting. My pen is primed. Let's go. Give okay. me the players. Uh, Come on, Elias it out.
0: Lindholm. Okay. Was born on December 2nd, 1994 and is a Swedish professional ice hockey player and an alternate captain for the Calgary Flames in the NHL. He was selected by the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round, fifth overall of the 2013 NHL entry draft. He's the youngest Swedish-born player to score an NHL goal. Mm. Lindholm is a cousin of fellow NHLer Kelly Yarncroke. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Toffoli. Oh, good is a Canadian professional ice hockey right-winger for the New Jersey Devils of the NHL. He was drafted by the LA Kings in the second round, 47th overall of the 2010 NHL entry draft. Growing up, fully attended Birchmount Park Collegiate Institute in Toronto, into which Scarborough had amalgamated in 1998 and Hillcrest High School in Ottawa.
2: <laughs> Snake oil. Okay. Next next
0: player. Uh, Noah Hannafin.
3: Whoa. <laughs> okay. These three.
0: Noah Hannafin was born on January 25th, 1997, and is an American professional ice hockey defenseman for the Calgary Flames of the NHL. He previously played for the Carolina Hurricanes, who drafted him fifth overall in the 2015 NHL entry draft. After fast-tracking his high school graduation, Hannafin matriculated at Boston College as a 17-year-old, what? playing for the Eagles and becoming the second-youngest player in team's history. Good for him. Did you say
2: matriculated? What was that word? I did. Matriculated yeah. the ball down the field. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Impressive. There you go, Hank Stram.
2: Yeah, man. What?
0: Uh, let's go, fellas. <laughs> Matriculate the ball down the field. <laughs> okay. Well, Elias Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Uh, Those are the three names today on Impossible Flames Trivia. If you got a guess, 960, 960, name and location. And please do not guess. They haven't been in my kitchen.
2: uh, I have a guess. They were all traded to the Flames from Eastern Conference teams.
0: Ooh. Did Matty Rose just get it on the first guess? No. 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 no, no. I was like, I better (laughs) not. He absolutely did not. I better not have you, slacker. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You're like, that's easy. No. Um, okay. I have another one. Okay. They hate plus 15s. Wow. Um, what, they I don't can, like can, being warm in I the winter. I can't
0: confirm <laughs> nor deny that statement. <laughs>
2: no, they just don't like being that high up from the ground. That's fair. That's the point. They fair. like the warmth, but they just think they're too high.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Um, Is no, neither I, of those. Nope. Nine sixty nine sixty. name and location. Okay. Uh, the answers are flying in right now at 960, 960. They're all Swedish. Ooh, I don't know if Noah Hannifin Swedish.
2: Tefolian, <laughs> T- <Tufoliand>. Um <laughs> Curtis Tefolian, uh,
0: from uh, Glamorgan. Uh, they all played with Sean Monahan. Okay. Not what I'm looking for. No,
2: um,
0: um, um they all wanted a Calgary. None of them played in the CHL. Uh, Alex in the Heights. Ooh, good answer, Alex, but not what I'm looking for.
2: None of them have to Darren. cut their sticks. Uh, they they
0: all don't want a resign in Calgary. Okay, well, a that's lot true, of those right now. <laughs> Very fun, um, Blake Very funny. Uh, in Calgary. Um, they all aren't playing for the Flames next season. I can't say that for certain. What do you one know? of them's not?
2: Do you have a source, George?
0: Uh, I can't. I can't. Again, I can't. well Our man uh, Wedley and Bridalwood. All three are going to Italy with Matty Rose. He wishes
2: <laughs> that'd be a fun trip. That'd Be a great trip. I feel like we might um, have to get some different accommodation. <laughs>
0: Um, they all squint when getting their picture taken. Um, <laughs>
2: it's
0: not a bad guess. That's good. <laughs> it's not a bad guess. Uh, Greg from Cranston, the answer is they all traded uh, by Brad Living for defenseman. Ooh,
2: well, that's what I'm looking for, though. Yeah. Oh, but you guys both, like, you guys kind like, of nibble on that, though. I like, feel like mm, we're getting close. I mean, Tyler you wasn't traded nibble. for a defenseman. He was. No, he wasn't. All right. You ready for, uh, you ready yeah, for yeah, yeah. Give me one? a hint. Come on. Spill the beans. Let's go.
0: Uh, unlike the Taylor Swift song, don't go back to December, but back to November.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: December, to- unlike the Taylor Swift song. That's a mouthful. Who isn't a Swifty on this show? This? Don't go back to December, but back to November
2: six. I 960. feel like you just got to go back to November. I feel like the most relevant part of that hint is the last three words. Got to go back to November. I think the maybe the is... most relevant part of that hint is Taylor Swift. Well, maybe not because th- that's not true. I don't think it is. I think you're fibbing, and you're trying to make me look dumb again. November's a good month. 960, 960, name and location. Waysland Tyler Toffoli. When November ends.
0: And Noah Hannafin. Uh, We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia, brought to you by our good friends at VK Brew (laughs) Co. You win a $50 gift card and some swag. we got about three minutes left to play this game, because we have such (laughs) an incredibly busy show. Uh,
2: They all had birthdays in November. No. Uh, Their favorite month is November. No. Their spouses are born in November. No. They don't know how to spell November. No. Okay, I need another hint.
3: That's rapid fire. They all celebrate U.S. Thanksgiving. Oh. I
0: told you my lifelong dream of dating an American girl just so I can celebrate U.S. Thanksgiving.
2: had Two Thanksgivings.
3: Yeah, two turkeys, no, three they, turkeys. Like, they and, do it no, right. He, he's yeah. about the football. No, no, on, they uh, do it right. I get that. The
2: irony is that George wants an American girlfriend so he can enjoy American football totally without her on Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah. And they got a Friday game this year, too. No, Oof, Yeah. Black Friday, oh. the Wednesday night before U.S. Oh.
0: Thanksgiving is the busiest bar night of the year in the United States. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Busiest
3: travel week.
0: Yep. Um, You ready for another hint? Yeah, I've been waiting for like an hour. Uh, well, it hasn't, it hasn't been, it's been literally like two minutes. Um, it's not a plus, but a negative.
2: Mm. It's not a plus, but a negative. They were all negative plus minus in November. Oh. Elias Lindholm,
0: Tyler Toffoli, Noah Hannafin. All three of those players have something in common.
2: They all had a deficit in their bank account in November because they were buying really good Christmas gifts.
0: No, 960, 960, name and location.
2: Um, something all three about, of these
0: players have something in common.
2: Something about the other side of a magnet? November what? and no, negative.
0: Nothing about magnets? 960, not, 960, n- name and location. Yeah, uh, road George road. never invited him to be in his kitchen. Yes, thank you, Steve. <laughs> 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 there you it is. Uh, Dustin Langdon, they all have he a He should third get a prize, nipple.
2: too. He should get one, too. We they sh- all have a third nipple, like Krusty the Crown, the superfluous nipple? <laughs> is that what it is? But yeah. How is it relevant to November or negative? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, third <laughs> nipple. I don't know. is it November
0: the third nipple month? I don't know. Uh, joy, they all had hat tricks in November. Oh joy! No, no joy for you, Joy. Oh, That's very right good.
2: Answer. That's just
0: awful.
3: Final hint. Yes. Um. Please.
0: Yeah. Um. Getting to know the oh, newest oh, Calgary oh, Flame.
2: Oh. Oh. Oh no. Getting to know the Ooh. newest. Calgary yeah, this guy flame. is so close. Didn't we leave a name though. So
0: so you got to put your name and location to win the contest.
2: The other thing, too, is if you put your name, the guys usually tell you, hey, your name, you're very close. And yeah. that means that you're that close. Getting to know the newest YYC friends. Well, we don't know him yet. He's a draft pick. We're not even going to find out till tomorrow.
0: No. There's another new guy. There's a brand new Calgary Flame.
2: <sighs> Jerome McGinley? Maybe. Oh my boy. Is that who you're talking about? It, it's it's that Russian guy. It's that uh <laughs> that uh, guy from overseas they got. Plays so is so
0: Ryan and Seton is so close, but it's not the right answer. And same Come with on, Adams,
3: Adam Adam is also very
2: close. Come on, Ryan and Adam. Radum. Y'all got it. Oh, Come man. on Adam oh, you just got t- Did Thomas Oakridge just get it? I think you did, Adam.
0: We just needed the opposite of what you just guessed, Adam uh, in Calgary. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Thomas is
3: close too. Uh, Maddie,
0: check out the game sheet of the game in November. November fifth,
3: yeah, the Saturday the night game. Yep, the four three overtime loss to the Devils. It was a second period goal.
2: Yes, <laughs> just spelling it out for us, eh? Um, yeah. what day did you say it was exactly? November 5th,
0: 2022. <laughs> Hannafin, Lindholm, and Toffoli.
2: They were all on the ice for a goal that the local the, hockey oh, heroes damn did. damn box score here? Oh, here it is. Uh, they were all. Oh, ah, I have it right here. Come on. Okay. Come on. Text what line. is it? Elias Lindholm scored, Noah Hannafin and Tyler Toffoli had the assist at 4.48 of the second period, and Yegor Sharangovich took a minus at that exact moment. They all had a point on the goal, and Yegor Sharangovich took the dash. There you go. You're welcome, guys. All three scored and gave Sharangovich
0: the minus on the ice in that game on November 5th, 2022.
2: (laughs) Quickly text that in with your name and location. (laughs) No, They're- guys, not Yegor scored. They were on the ice, and Yegor was on the ice when the goal got scored against the Devils. Someone yes. send it in right, please. Um,
3: dude, y- Yeah, that- I got one here. <laughs> I got it. I got boodles.
2: Guys, half these are what?
3: still wrong. Stop it. <laughs> boodles and Okotoks, on I- all on ice, November 5th, Sharon Govich took a minus. Alright, we'll give it to him. Like Boodles, technically. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boodles? <Everybody>, Boodles? <laughs> Boodles. <laughs> I'm gonna get a real right. name.
2: <laughs> is that, that's awesome. Is Boot what is that?
3: Boodles, is that you?
0: Listen, I thought Boodles, what are you doing here? I thought <laughs> I thought it was timely. No, I was like
2: topical. It. No, that's a good one. No, I, for sure. I did some research. Mm-hmm. I dug deep. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm just surprised that nobody else figured it out. Unbelievable. All right. Congratulations to Boodles. Can you believe uh, they you lost won. that game? My goodness. Yep. Yeah. Overtime.
0: Uh, <laughs> Fabian Zetterland.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ripper on the power play. Oh, <laughs> look did. at I that. that. Power play in overtime. <laughs> uh, congratulations
0: to Boodles. Uh, you won Impossible Flames trivia brought to you by Veranda. Friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits of Minhouse Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda. YYC, you've won fifty dollar gift card and some swag. Congratulations, Boodles. Uh, we'll do this again next Wednesday. Straight ahead. The franchise, Eric Francis. What if we play him a couple text messages, Patrick?
3: Oh, yeah. We can on do that. On the trade. We can do what that. What if we
0: do that from Texty McTexterson? Because we're also giving away a pair of VIP tickets to Cowboys Music Festival on Sunday, July sixteenth. Uh sell us on the trade, whether you love it or hate it. Nine sixty, nine sixty. name and location. Our number three next, big show, Russick and Rose. Way to go, Boodles. Sports at 960, the fan.